afternoon, my conscious co-creators. Welcome to another edition of the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. I am very, very pleased that you are here with me today. Oh, especially today, we've got a really interesting guest in studio. I'm so thrilled to have her here. And uh, I'm really looking forward to it. So we're going to start off with our quotes of the day from the universe and from Abraham. I'm going to go through these really, really quickly. Wow, we've got uh, tons of Facebook live stream watchers already. Joe, Mary, Ellen, Alice, thank you all for joining us. So let's get started. First, from the universe. If you were to be given some wicked power tools plus a hammer, chisel, and axe to craft, carve, and shape the life of your wildest dreams, if this were actually how you could get your groove on, I bet you all the money in the world that you'd be really, really careful with each of your bangs, buzzes, and chops, huh? I mean, we both know how much you have writing on the line, right? Well, that same extraordinary care and precision should be exercised when using your imagination, choosing your words, and dancing life's dance. Huh? The universe. <laughs> we love our quotes from Mike Dooley in the universe. Uh, uh, I think just uh, trying to chide us on and remind us how important being uh, mindful of our imagination, of... Uh, our words, you know, I'm real big, you know, language, uh, envisioning our future, you know, those things that really create our life in in a more, shall we say, energetic way, how important they really are, yet they're very easy to forget, like the power that that lies behind them. So uh, a wonderful quote from the universe. I really like this one. Power tools. It has power tools in it. Great. Uh, Let's see what Abraham has in store for us today. In order to help someone who's in a very different vibrational frequency, you've got to adjust your vibrational frequency so that they can hear you. And if we were standing in your physical shoes, we would not adjust our vibrational frequency down, ever. We would not introduce more resistance into our vibration for any reason whatsoever, because disconnecting yourself from resources does not give them more to eat. Abraham. So this quote, and, and there have been uh, sort of some other similar quotes to this, Abraham is saying, and, and this is one I, I believe very strongly, and it's like you can't bring yourself down so that other people can hear what you're saying, because it doesn't do you any good. I mean, yes, it, 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 and it's kind of like that whole thing of, of when you're too disparate you're too separate if if somebody is in total deep darkest depression and you're up on the top of the emotional scale and you're you know joyful living exuberant you know you can't kind of meet because there's too wide a gap and so you know you don't necessarily want to bring yourself down but you want to understand well they're down in depression you want to help bring them up a little bit what's a little bit up from depression well maybe anger and then what's a little bit up from anger and so you try and bring the other person up a little bit but just understand that if you're way up here and they're way down there it's too large a gap it's too large a chasm but just being aware and mindful of that fact helps to be able to communicate and helps to be able to um, at least try and get a little bit out to them. So to, and I'm, I'm doing these really quick, folks. I know you know I usually spend more time, but I'm just really excited by who we have in studio today. So I want to get through these quick. Two great quotes from the universe and from Abraham, and I think actually rather apropos for who we have in studio today. So I'm going to flip the camera around on our Facebook live stream. So you guys get to see this lovely (laughs) lady while she's in studio with us. And it is my pleasure to welcome Natalie Wynn-Pace. Actually, never knew your middle name was Wynn. I've only, only known you as Natalie Pace. And she has been an uh, she is an advocate for sustainability, financial literacy, and women's empowerment, and is the co-creator of the Earth Gratitude Project and the author of the Amazon bestsellers, The Gratitude Game, The ABCs of Money. 
and Put Your Money Where Your Heart Is, also known as You versus Wall Street. She's been ranked as a number one stock picker above over 835 other A-list pundits by an independent tracking agency. The ABCs of Money remained at or near the number one investing basics ebook on Amazon for over three years. Natalie is a tap, top ranked blogger for Thrive Global, which is Ariana Huffington's newest platform, and on Medium, which is a wonderful blogging platform. Um, and she's been a repeat guest on national TV and radio shows such as CNBC, Good Morning America, Fox, ABC, Forbes. Uh, dot com and as a strong believer in giving back she has been instrumental in raising millions for such places as public schools financial literacy programs the arts and underserved women and girls worldwide um, and we're going to talk a little bit later also about her earth gratitude project which features sustainability tips from amazing luminaries from around the world such as his holiness the dalai lama the prince of wales elon musk the duchess of northumberland ariana huffington deepak chopra um lynn twist living homes master shah oh you know master shah <laughs> um and and you can download her free Earth Day Gratitude ebook at earthdaygratitude.com and we'll make sure to post that link in the uh, Facebook live stream. So welcome to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Natalie. It's very much my pleasure to be here. Oh, it's great. I was so thrilled when I saw that you were going to be in New York mm -hmm. for a few weeks because, you know, I've, and, and you probably don't know this because when I s first came into your sphere of influence, it was at a... Um, one of these like financial mastery workshops that uh, T. Harv Eckert had put on like probably 10 years ago. So it's been a while. And so it's been a while. I'm sure I haven't aged today. Not at all. <laughs> You're just as lovely. <laughs> Though I think back then you were wearing, uh, well, sunglasses a lot more, colored uh, glasses. Yeah, so you had more of that rock star look about <laughs> you. <laughs> um, but I remembered it was like a panel and I think you were the only woman and there were all these other men talking about different ways of investing your money and strategies for investing. Um, but I just thought you were so cool and, and you seemed to me to to be a bit more conscious in a way like look there's nothing wrong with money we all love money we all want money i'm sure there's nobody here that if i handed them a winning lotto ticket they wouldn't take it and cash it in right yeah. but it's what do we do with it and how do we be um really conscious about using those resources in a way that's not just about buying a bigger home and a yacht and a helicopter but really doing some good with it as well uh, and so that's why i really wanted to um have you on the show because my audience tends to be entrepreneurs solopreneurs i like to say holopreneurs holistic entrepreneurs uh, you know people are a little bit more conscious but they often have some challenges around money and mm -hmm. it, it really i think it tends to really come out in people especially when it comes to investing i think it comes out everywhere but um one thing i can tell your audience that i think is super important um Especially like in the gratitude game, I really mm -hmm. describe this a lot. Money to me, mm -hmm. and I, I make a very strong case of why I believe this in the gratitude game, is um, just a magic token of gratitude. So yeah. in other words, when somebody comes and cleans your house, you don't want to go clean their house or maybe make them a <laughs> loaf of bread. So you give them a magic token of gratitude and you say, hey, right. hey, thank you so much. Now you can go use this token wherever you like and that's my gift back to you. Right. And if you go back to the cave, that's really where it all originated. Mm -hmm. Then that can kind of also blow your mind out a little bit even more because money is not the only magic token of gratitude that we can give. Right. Especially if you're an entrepreneur, uh, you can give your time and you can mm -hmm. give your talent. So mm -hmm. like when you, you were talking about my resume, one of the things that's the most valuable in it is that I have raised so much money right. for, um, you for know, causes. sustainability yeah. and causes. That's uh, actually very um, 
it's a bit narcissistic to me because mm. I believe that charity is the best networking and every single yeah. um, business on you know endeavor that I've ever done mm-hmm. has always been born out of my charitable contribution so like let's just take uh, as one example Earth Gratitude Project like a lot right. of people say well how in the world that project is two years old okay. so how in the world did I go from zero two years ago right. to having the Dalai Lama right. Prince of Wales Elon Musk Ariana Earth Day Network, all, you know, yeah. Climate Reality, all of these various organizations contributing. And the answer is charity. I started right. my charitable contributions to sustainability in 2002. So uh, all of these people have in one way or another either met me directly. I've been and toured their, you know, whatever it is that they're the visionary of. Make sure it works because I believe that, um, you know, there there are a lot of concept drawings in right. sustainability. Mm-hmm. So I always wanted to make sure that whatever it was I was featuring, I had, you know, really tested. And I had witnessed firsthand so that I wasn't just doing a concept drawing. Right. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. There's a lot of theory out there. It sounds real good. When you try to actually implement it, it's always a different story. And boy, is that true with money. And right now, I just want to say to all everyone listening out there, I have never seen more shysters and scams in my entire life than it's happening right now. So you really, really, really really have to be careful. Okay, good. I got a a few questions about a few different things around that. But first, uh, we only got like about three minutes before we go to our break. First break. I do want to ask about how did you become known as like this like stock picking whiz i mean like when you were a little girl were you like going through all the stock tables in the new york times or something i mean like how did that come to you well, I will say there is a bit of idiot savant in there, right? Ah. So I, I definitely was a high achiever in school, and math was something I loved. Mm-hmm. And I am also was a concert pianist, and that exercises that part of your brain. Ah. But having said that, um, my degree is in English literature. <laughs> I took one Love math it. class in college. Wow. So it was something I was passionate about. And, you know, I, I would get these book deals, and they give you, like, the smallest advance possible. Mm. And um, I would trade stocks on the side. And the long short of it, is that in 1999 uh, through 2002, when most people lost 78% of their dot-com stocks, I tripled my money. So I lived in Santa Monica, and um, there's a lot of very rich people there. Mm -hmm. And all of the women that I knew uh, Uh came to me and said that their brokers and their husbands had lost all their money and would I help them learn more about investing. And uh, I said, I'm, I know how to do it myself. I'm not sure I can teach you, but let's try. Uh, and that's okay. how it started. Yeah, wonderful. Wonderful. Well, that's great. That's great. Okay, so we're going to get into, um, you know, a bunch of stuff. I, I, I do want to talk more sort of about gratitude and sort of uh, the spiritual side of your work, but I also want to talk about some practical stuff like uh, the stock market and, and giving some people some basic ideas of like, where they can learn to see their blind spots around money and investing yeah. okay and a, a quick shout out we got some more facebook live stream watchers uh sandy carla brooke galberto ah great to see you guys this is wonderful so we're gonna just take a, a quick break and when we come back we've got lots more in store for you so please stay tuned you're listening to the conscious consultant hour awakening humanity and we'll be right back after these messages You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. want to connect with are you an entrepreneur or entrepreneur looking to build your following welcome to our show follow me friday Friday with joan and priya tune in every friday at noon eastern on talkradio.nyc we're We're your digital connectors (laughs) (laughs) talking alternative radio 24 hours a day.
Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We're talking this hour with author and number one stock picker, Natalie <laughs> Pace. Ooh. Ooh. Um, so, so I'm curious, you know, last segment we talked a little bit about your background and you said how, you know, during that dot-com bust, is, it's night yeah. tends to be referred to, that you actually made money instead of lost money. A lot of money. A lot of money. Yeah. What, like, what did you see that most people missed that you were able to do that at that time? Oh boy, I could bore you with all of the ways that just, I just analyze the markets. General. But the the basic thing, which I think is really important, and it also feeds into this, like, no, you have to get the ABCs of money. You really right. do. And I don't mean just my book. I mean, we, we all need to learn it. It's right. that easy. And um, so in um, about 1998, I'd sold some property and I had a little chunk of change in the bank. Mm-hmm. And so they sent me to their broker because they said, oh, you should be investing this. Uh. And um, I finally got around to seeing him about August of 2000 and it was the market the market high was March so it'd been about four or five months and he was like oh my god it's such a buying opportunity I'm going to put you in energy anchored by this fat the best company in the entire world Mm. Enron and telecom anchored by you know global crossing and he he was going to diversify me into six different funds all of which were anchored by a company I hated Uh, like in California Enron was responsible for rolling brownouts grandmas were dying because they had no yeah I remember that because the right? heat wave at the time. Yeah, I was like, yeah. I would never invest in Enron. And then telecom, I actually was in that business and mm. I knew they were cooking the books. And ah. then um, NASDAQ, I was like, you know, they've been five years cash negative and venture capital usually runs out in year three. Now, these were just things that I knew anecdotally. I didn't gotcha. have a great deal of confidence, but he kept, first of all, he was like, oh, you're so pretty and blah, 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 very yeah, flattering. And yeah. then when I started pushing back, he became uh, almost abusive. He said, really? you know, you don't even know what you're talking about and you're going to keep your money in that stupid cd earning four and a half percent and that's below inflation that was a lie inflation's Mm. about two percent as we all know so i didn't know all the lies he was saying i didn't even know that he was paid on commission and that's the key Ah, a lot of the time the person that's giving us our financial information not always but most of the time is a commission-based salesman they get paid more to sell us more than we need just like any salesman right you know you go in to buy a car if they can sell you a car that's three times as expensive their checks right. bigger and right. even if you're going to end up you know getting foreclosed on it or having it repoed um they still make their money they made their commission yeah, yeah. and i have to tell you i would have lost everything i was a mm. single mother that guy I, I I don't know what kind of conscience you could have yeah. by doing that. So uh, the long and the short of it was that I just knew instinctively I that I wasn't going to invest in those compa- uh, companies. And mm-hmm. that's where conscious investing can be super helpful. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to help Enron kill grandmothers. Right. And um, and then I decided, you know what, I'm just going to learn more because that guy was a weirdo. You mm-hmm. know, I didn't know that he was just a commission based right. uh, salesman who, who would who would literally sell me down the river. Right. That would have been selling me down the river. Right, and exactly. then when I did uh, all my reach search and I, you know, I relied on other people to help me. Read, sure. Oh, read Schumpter, read this, read that. So right. I was reading economic white papers left and right. Oh. And then um, and then when I did find a couple of in- companies to invest in, believe it or not, I invested a lot in August of 2001, one month before 911, and I tripled wow. my money within four months. Wow. So a lot of people said, oh, at 911 happened, I sold on my stocks. And I was like, I didn't. I held on. I had bought the month before, mm-hmm. but I had bought super low. Like the recession had ar- mm-hmm. was already really started by then. Right. And within four months, I had tripled my money. Mm, wow. That's amazing. That's yeah. amazing. So. Uh, and so then you started, you know, some people came to you, you started teaching people yes. like when did you realize like this is something because financial literacy is a big part of your life. When did you realize like this is a, a passion for you that you really wanted to educate people and help other people, <laughs> not just, you know, your friends and their wives? And I always say I was drugging, kicking and screaming. <laughs> I was still writing books and I thought it was just a little charitable contribution to humanity. Right. And um, it, but I would go to economic 
private conferences, partly so I could invest better. And, uh -huh. you know, the first person I met almost right out of the gate of founding the Women's Investment Network was Steve Forbes. And he loved uh -huh. the idea and he partnered me with Forbes. And before I knew it, I was uh -huh. talking to Gary Becker and he was a Nobel Prize winning economist and he liked my economic theories. And, oh, wow. and you know, naturally, when somebody in front of you like that, an icon, uh, says they think that you have something with an economic theory, you know, my next answer, uh, question to him was, well, would you put that in writing? Ah, from my first very book, smart. right? Yeah, which I hadn't written yet, but I yeah. got his endorsement, and then I knew I had to write the book. So <laughs> that's a great way of doing it. Get the endorsement first, then write. <laughs> well, I just so what I mean to say is that you know the interesting thing, and a, a friend of mine always says this: have a five to nine job, like you have a mm, nine to five job, right? Right. But that five to nine job is your passion project. So right. I've always had passion projects. When I finally got into financial literacy, my five to nine was. Sustainability, and now you see sustainability running down the river fast, just as fast as yeah. financial literacy did for me. All I did right. in uh, sustainability was say, "Hey, we want to do this," and then all of a sudden, everybody was saying yes. Wow. So now, what do I do? You know, I kind of have to just keep Follow swimming it. down the river. It's, yeah, yeah. it's already moving. Well, it's a great example of just saying yes to what life brings <laughs> us, right? It's like something shows up, you say yes, and see where it takes you. Yeah, and and I want to acknowledge for all of the entrepreneurs out out there you know um all of those years that i did the women's investment network i did mm -hmm. not take a salary it couldn't afford oh, no. to pay me financial oh. there's no money in financial literacy oh. because all of the brokerages claim to give it away for free right. so it's there you know we weren't even breaking even i was writing checks to it so wow. i get it what it's like to be an entrepreneur yeah. and i know that a lot of the times when you're um you know success is defined by you being a uh, problem solver like you mm. just say hey i'll just keep solving these problems and i'll keep doing it as long as i can doesn't mean that it's like a golden spoon opportunity right, i mean even right. uh number 45 could tell you that he's been through a number of challenges and bankruptcies <laughs> etc yeah, and he still calls himself a very successful person and i think on that regard um you know same thing with richard branson has had certain parts sure. of his businesses go bk and he no, he doesn't define himself by it so right. i think that all of us can take um you know, a page out of that is that, yeah. you know, it it's not easy to be an entrepreneur. Today's world doesn't add up. It's not no. an easy world to live in. Absolutely. 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 So um, given that you've had so much success, <laughs> how, how, how do you kind of integrate sort of the spiritual side of your life to this success side of your life because a lot of people see them as two separate and distinct things but they're not really are they no definitely not i think that um my spiritual practice has made whatever you might think is success in the material world exist mm -hmm. so I wake up every day um, and I set my alarm for a half hour before I want to get up and mm. I do meditation and my meditation Great. is very simple. I have one mantra and then I try to do a blank slate and that mantra is basically, um, you know, not my will, but the, the be in service to the world. Ah, so then I just okay. go blank for 30 minutes and you'd be, you know, all these crazy ideas come flying in mm. sustainability, financial literacy, blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, well, how am I going to do that? And then you go back into meditation mode and you wake up and there's you know your whole agenda planned out for you so for me um a there's it's there's definitely no uh, separation but mm -hmm. um if, if I have had what anybody else would think is success in the outside world, it's mm. absolutely because it was born in the spiritual world. Mm, wonderful, wonderful. Um, a lot of people have kind of weird attitudes towards money or weird I don't know, beliefs or yeah. a, a weird relationship to money. Yeah. What do you think is important for people to understand about that so that, you know, they can sort of heal that relationship so that it can help in, in many areas of their life, not just in investing? Ooh, I really like this one. And I'm going to give a small plug. I've okay. been working with the Charter for Compassion, and we're going to be discussing this really Ooh. in depth. And it's a great topic. Okay. So a couple things. The first thing I want to say is, Every cent you own and every moment you spend is always an investment. So mm. when you start rethinking that, then, you know, like with me, um, 
you know, all as I go throughout my day, because meditation, meditation is not just something I do in the morning or at night. It, to me, it's something I'm doing all the time. I'm, mm-hmm. I have my antennas up and I have, right. and be, I, because all the rest of my life is data informed and all of that, you know, very mathematics and, mm-hmm. and, and, very and analytical. analysis. I yeah. feel very, very comfortable when I get a, a, a thought flying in from nowhere, turn left now to do that. Because I most of my life is run the on you know data and analysis, so I I love the intuition side too. But um, for most people, what I would say is this: I made a choice as a very young professional Mm -hmm. that um, that forever shifted my life. So the first thing is I wanted the way I earned my income to be in alignment with my spiritual practice. Mm. And um, at the time I was selling uh, medical insurance to big corporations and they there was a lot of corruption in this particular company I worked for where they Mm. were actually letting corporations know uh, who was sick so that they could fire them. Oh. So it was really unethical. Wow. And I had tried to address, and I was an underling, you mm-hmm. know, but I was selling, you know, junior salesman. I tried to address it with the president of the company and they basically swept it under the carpet, obviously because they were doing that intentionally, right. but right. didn't want anybody to know. So I quit. Mm-hmm. And, um, and you know, I had to go sleep on somebody's couch and figure out a new path uh, forward and all this. But it was a, it was just a brave affirmation that, I, you know, as a young person, you know what, I'm not going to I'm not going to earn income that's out of alignment with my spiritual practice. So, number one. I would encourage everyone out there, and you know who you are, mm. who is earning income that is not in alignment with your spiritual practice. You don't have to necessarily quit and sleep on somebody's couch, but you should definitely be looking for their transition because mm. that's part of the problem too. Right. And I'll give you the an example of that. In uh, 2006, 2000, about 2005, 2006, there were a lot of people who were sold homes Mm -hmm. that they couldn't afford. Yes. Okay. So if you were the, and I know some of these people, the mortgage broker and the real estate broker were both in cahoots on this. And the reason for that is that they earned their commission by selling those homes. So again, or, you know, if you're a car salesman and you sell someone a Rolls Royce and they really can only afford, you know, a Yugo, Mm -hmm. that's not okay. You know? So, um, I just say, I just want to call it out. And we, we should also talk about it on passive income side, too. But yeah. on the earned, earned income side, I think that all of us should be looking at that. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And anybody who listens to my show regularly knows that, you know, I'm a big believer um, that we, we have one life. And, and it doesn't matter what we do, we show up as who we are in all aspects of our life. Yeah. And either we're aligned and integrated and we we're, we're have integrity, which is a big word now, yeah. in, in everything, or we have integrity in nothing. And, and that, that really is very important for us to move forward. Um, okay, uh, I'm going to take our next break. Um, when we come back, I want to just ask some questions for, let's say, novice investors and maybe some more advanced investors. And then uh, let's get really into the Earth Gratitude Project and what that's all about. OK. OK. All right. Wonderful. Uh, so, everybody, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. And of course, if you want to call in and ask your own questions, our call in number is 877-480-4120. Or if you're on the Facebook live stream, just type it into the comments, type in your questions and we'll ask. I'll ask Natalie uh, immediately. So everybody, please stay tuned. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. If you have an interest in marijuana, you want to know about marijuana, law, policy, and culture, then feel free to join me, Joseph A. Bondi, every Friday at 11 o'clock in the morning on my show, In the Know 420 on TalkingAlternative.com. Hi, this is Rob Kay. And I'm Callie Alpert. And we're hosts of The Rob and Callie Show. Are you looking for a show that talks about real stuff like life, love, the pursuit of being yourself? 
then you have come to the right place because we cover topics ranging from chivalry to gratitude to your relationship with money and everything in between. So listen to us on The Robin Callie Show, Tuesdays, 8 to 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time on talkradio.myc. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We're talking this hour with Natalie Pace. Um, Natalie, so we were talking a bit about, you know, kind of being in alignment and, and, and having integrity. Uh, for a beginning investor and, mm-hmm. and somebody who does have a conscience, does want to, you know, not just invest in, in defense contractors and, and, you know, these companies like you were talking about, like Enron, that are just, you know, scamming people. What, how do you get started? Like, where do you just start to educate yourself and, and where do you look? I love this question. I will say this. It's not easy because there are uh, companies out there that advertise themselves as socially conscious or green or whatever. And Mm. um, at my retreats, uh, and we've been doing this for the last, you know, decade, when we look into what they actually hold, they hold the same companies as the rest of all, like a bunch of ones that you just mentioned that are not at all socially conscious. So um, there's a lot of deceit that goes on. There was a, there was a, a funny kind of skit that went on in the Great Recession where there were two Wall Street guys and they were talking about how they had these beautiful names for these toxic assets. Oh, you know, yeah, like yeah, the, yeah. the totally safe mortgage relief pack, you know, bond yeah. package or yeah. something like this. And it was exactly the opposite. It was full of a bunch of toxic mortgages. So right. it's not that easy. But having said that, what I will say is um, what I do, and this is the other side of it. So remember I told you I started in 1990. Right. I tripled my money. Then I wanted to see if I could teach others. Right. By the next recession, I was drawing pie charts on napkins for people that didn't know anything about money. Mm. And they earned gains just by using that pie chart. So uh. the ABCs of money at the back of the book has pie charts. And mm. all through the book, it's written for uh, normal. Like I, there, Sure, I know that everybody thinks that like financial world has its own jargon, its own parlance. But I try to make it like normal talk and right. I use normal examples just like, like I'm using right now. So one thing I will say is it's easy as a pie chart. It's mm-hmm. the ABCs of money we all should have received in high school. Mm-hmm. It's easier than algebra. You just never. I And, and don't be like um, a, you know, don't be like thinking you're the stupid one in the room. Mm. I have to teach MBA folks. I I, wow. I have taught uh, billionaires who wouldn't even buy a copier without looking at it, who had their brokers or their whatever lost so much money that they came to me to learn this. Wow. So it's really super easy and it's just something we're not taught. Okay. And I think everybody needs it. Okay. Um with today's stock market environment, the market's been rallying for a little while. Yes. Um, it, it, this is the ninth year of the rally. <laughs> ninth year. Wow. I didn't yes. know that long. Are you worried at all? Do you think that we're headed for a market correction? Well, you know, most of the pundits uh, think a market correction would be healthy for the economy. Mm-hmm. So I would, um, I've overweighted uh, 20% safe. So like you should always keep a percent equal to your age safe. And I'm overweighting 20% uh. safe. You should never think, oh, it's the ninth year of the bull market. Now I'm just going to get all out. Mm-hmm. And the reason for that is market timing doesn't work on both right. ends. Because A, you're usually late getting out and then you it you never get back in. Right. So by just having the pie chart... Which uh, it's a my system, which is based on modern portfolio theory, which is mm-hmm. a very well-regarded theory. Um, but I systemized it. I added in the hots. I have overweighting strategies and rebalancing strategies. And basically, this pie chart rebalanced um, mm-hmm. earns gains in um, in recessions, mm-hmm. and it outperforms in the bull markets. So mm-hmm. you're going to do just fine if you just do that. Mm-hmm. But okay. ha- trying to market time is a 
it's not very good. No, no, it's very difficult to do, and it's, it rarely works. Yeah. Uh, having said that, though, I do think there's two things. I, w- mm-hmm. I would overweight safe, and um, in today's world, you need to know what safe is because yeah. normally, like if you go to a broker, they're going to sell you bonds as safe, or they might sell you money market funds as safe, and um, I'm saying that safe income producing hard assets that you purchase for a good price are safer and FDIC insured money um, uh, FDIC insured cash accounts are safer than money market funds mm. and bond funds are vulnerable and bonds oh, are vulnerable really oh, okay yeah uh, I, I'm curious because I've been seeing a lot of buzz lately about the um, cryptocurrencies you know bitcoin i'd heard about bitcoin for a while but now i know there are others uh, yeah ethereum litecoin yeah all these guys so i know bitcoin i heard they just stopped trading on it because something's happening at the end of the month but just in general how do you feel about these uh, these cryptocurrencies well first off um I have never seen more scams in my entire life. So, uh, I mean, I have grandmothers that are calling me up and saying, oh, I've, I've just heard I can make double my money on Bitcoin. And <laughs> So I'm just telling you, be very careful because there is a, a legitimate cryptocurrency community mm-hmm. and it's very small. Mm-hmm. And then there is a bunch of scams. So uh, there are a bunch of scams. So be very, very, very careful. You have to really trust the community and the people you're dealing with with um i think that coinbase mm-hmm. not coindesk coinbase oh coinbase yeah yeah mm-hmm. gdax is where the cryptocurrencies are traded mm-hmm. um and uh, bitcoin.org offer mm-hmm. great information anything else i'd be skeptical about especially if they were just started um this year and right. also if it's really hard to find real information on the people that founded it uh, okay so all of those people have real people behind them now having said that bitcoin Bitcoin uh, is is stopping trading on July 31st because it what what it is is the blockchain, which mm-hmm. is very exciting technology, yeah. has a limited amount of bitcoins it can create. So right. the users wanted more. So there's two different ways that they're going to try to do it. One's called the user activated soft fork, and the other one's called the user activated hard fork. And so in order to prevent some kind of meltdown or volatility, etc., they are stopped trading it, and they are recommending anybody that owns Bitcoin. If you do any transactions, actually, they're saying don't do any. Mm -hmm. But if you do, you have to have what's called 30 confirmations before Mm -hmm. you would accept it as legitimate. So anyway, the bottom line here is this is very early and it is the Wild West. There are a lot of scams popping up. I do think it's exciting. And 80% of the returns that are being made in cryptocurrency right now is on trading, not on owning it. Ah. So uh, just know that. Yeah, because there's a big difference between owning an asset and just trading the asset and that you can make a lot of money trading and not necessarily have to own it. Right now, I'd be very, very careful. Like we've had an Ethereum flash crash where it went from 318 to 10 cents in about five seconds. (sighs) So, you know, there's there's volatility here like like I said, it's the Wild West still. What do you, but do you see it having a big impact for the future? Yes. Like, Do you think cryptocurrencies are going to affect regular currencies or, or the economy in general in the future? Yeah, it's part of the trading uh, economy that we're in. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like just like Uber and taxis and that sort of thing. Will right. it completely take over banks? Probably not. I think of it more like Skype. Mm-hmm. So when Skype first came out, it was considered a disruptive technology, right? right? right. Oh, video conferencing for free over the internet is going to put the telephone companies out of business that didn't happen right right Right? now we can do video on our phone that's the only difference so i think what's going to end up happening is that the cryptocurrency is just going to make global currency trade easier Uh, and um also the blockchain technology is very exciting for people as well and i understand like even some people are talking about like it's only being applied to sort of these cryptocurrencies the blockchain technology but it could be applied to like other things and like there could be other ways of utilizing it which have very exciting prospects and in fact uh what a couple of days ago finra was hosting a blockchain symposium so the financial industry is all over it Mm, okay interesting all right good Good. I hope the, the just want to make sure that we give something for our advanced listeners as well. Yeah. So cryptocurrency, um, I am, I'm, I'm definitely bullish on it in the long term. I would just say that it's going to be, be very volatile. Yeah. So you never want to buy high. And I mean, look, if you'd been that person that had a, a buy order at ten cents on Ethereum, the, you know, just two months ago, you'd be so happy because now right. it's trading, you know, at upwards of two hundred, uh, two hundred per coin. So uh, okay, cool, cool. 
Okay, so let's talk about um, the gratitude game. Where did this come from? So uh, at my retreats, I teach people about budgeting and investing and what's safe and how to get safe. Mm -hmm. And what I discovered at retreats is that people come there and we do hands on. So people learn it. It's not just like take notes and listen. Like I say, and then do it. And so, you know, we do it and we have all these volunteers who've been to at least two retreats to help you. Mm -hmm. But what I noticed is that um, people would go home. And even though they had learned how to do it, they weren't doing it. So originally, uh, the Gratitude Game was a 21-day coaching call series Uh. to help people after they came to the retreat to implement it. So Mm -hmm. what I did is I decided, you know, this should just be a book. And it's Mm -hmm. intended to do a chapter a day. Mm -hmm. And even if you haven't been to a retreat, you can use the ABCs of money and put your money where your heart is as the Mm -hmm. textbooks. And then have the Gratitude Game a chapter a day to propel you forward along the path of learning it okay wonderful wonderful and um uh uh, your workshops i mean as you said people come to these workshops i mean i've I've been to tons of them in the past doesn't matter what kind it is it's a real estate workshop a personal development like tons of people come they learn great stuff they have a great time they get all excited they go home and like less than 10 percent of the people actually carry through well what's interesting is about 35 to 40 percent of the people that come to my retreats come back or bring someone with them oh wow. and after the second retreat they become a volunteer so uh. i as i always say um your your results are in direct proportion to your commitment mm. so you know if you do go to a three-day retreat and you get super excited and then you just go back to your regular life of course it's not going to get implemented right. but you have a strong motivation especially in the ninth year of the bull market yeah. to get this information and to implement it right now right and um and so, yeah, I think we have a we have a higher success ratio on that. But I think that's because of the way it's designed. So mm. it's hands on. We also use a lot of um, emotional stimulus. Like mm. I think like when you st- hear me talking about money, you see yeah. me smiling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most people, when they talk about money, they are not smiling. <laughs> so um, what Absolutely. we do is we what I say is I am constantly touching pleasure points in your head. Ah. So like at this next retreat, we have natural hot mineral springs, healing mm. waters. So that when you come into the retreat, you're already in this kind of Zen state, you know, Ah. and I can start, you know, doing things and it feels exciting to you instead of freaked out, you know. Okay. And we only have a couple of minutes before break, but I do want to just touch upon the Earth Gratitude Project. Oh, great. Which is a a different thing. Where, Where did this come from? So again, I was doing uh, sustainability as my five to nine. So my Mm -hmm. after hour job and um, just loving it. I mean, Mm -hmm. I I, I would go. In fact, what was really cool is in 2002, I'd gone to an economic conference Mm -hmm. and Stephen Chu was up there presenting on climate change. And this was Mm -hmm. at a big economic conference. So this was well before he became the secretary of energy. Uh. And um, he was warning us about climate change. And he had so, you know, well before an inconvenient truth about a decade before. So um, I became super excited about it. And um, a lot of the other business leaders, believe it or not, um, people that vote Republican even, Mm -hmm. were very excited about it as well. And so we started looking into solar energy and passive house technology and um, all organic farming, all Mm -hmm. of this stuff. And Mm -hmm. I just, and and, and again, I'd seen some concepts of Mm -hmm. driving electric cars. If you, what's really kind of cool, if you look at Put Your Money Where Your Heart Is, which was Mm -hmm. written in 2006, Mm -hmm. you'll see a Tesla Roadster in there. Oh, wow. That's what I'm talking about. So you can see how excited I was. I would go and test drive them. And man, the Tesla Roadster was like a rocket. And then all of the the other ones were like golf carts so you could immediately <laughs> tell which one's going to be the one that's everyone's going to want to buy yeah yeah exactly exactly okay all right when we come back from break let, let's talk a little bit more about you know how you got all these luminaries to involved <laughs> in the earth gratitude project and about why, why it's important for people to know about it okay okay and so everybody please stay tuned you're listening to the conscious consultant hour awakening humanity we've been talking with natalie pace and we'll be right back after these messages You are listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you into comics, movies, and pop culture at large? What about music and TV? Then you're in for a treat. 
This is Michael Dolce, your host on TalkingAlternative.com. I've been professionally writing comic books, screenplays, and music articles for almost 15 years. Catch my show, Secrets of the Sire, at its new primetime slot, Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and get the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. For more info, go to SecretsOfTheSire.com. Hello, this is Mark Torres. And Pronto Comic Zone, Dominic Sperano. And listen to our show, It Came From The Radio, right here on talkradio.nyc, every Wednesday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We talk about entertainment, movies, comic books, and other news. So make sure you check us out. That's right here, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, every Wednesday, talkradio.nyc. TalkingAlternative.com The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. Oh, Natalie, I just love having you here. Um, <laughs> so the Earth Gratitude Project, mm-hmm. what's your hope or your intention behind it? Um, twofold. So the first thing is we thought Earth Day needed a ritual. Ah. So what we, were, what we um, promote mm-hmm. is that every one of us, for at least one hour on Earth Day, will do one hour of personal net zero. Ah. and make it epic so it uh-huh. can be any and each time it can be different like it could be a candlelit diver, dinner with your lover mm. it could be um you know dancing under the stars with your kids mm. it could be test driving a tesla mm. it could be changing out all your lights with leds so mm. whatever it is that inspires you that can feel celebratory so we say power up the gratitude mm-hmm. and power down the grid for one hour and ah. that will create lasting change in your life so mm-hmm. that was where it was born. It was an idea that resonated with everyone. So from Kathleen right. Rogers, the president of the Earth Day Network, to Matt Peterson at Global Green, to you know the Dalai Lama, to uh, the Prince of Wales, to the Duchess of Northumberland, right. all these people. That's when we said great. that, it was like a light bulb went off. And, and Deepak Chopra as well. He yeah. wrote the most compelling um felt very poetic um poem for our first book ebook that was amazing and by the way guys it's free so go to earthgratitude.org and you can download we now have two we have one from last year and one from this year and each one is a different visionary so whether you're into organic farming or passive house technology or you know driving an electric car or planting trees or you know mm. planting gardens in your kids schools did you know that a green school so just a public school if they mm-hmm. were just to go green they could save over $100,000 in operating costs every year wow so those resources are on the earth day uh, networks uh, site so yeah. again that's another thing too is that we said look if we can be kind of of the home base here for all these great ideas because everybody all of the different organizations tend to specialize in one piece of the puzzle Mm -hmm. and the and um you know one year you may be more interested in electric cars the next year you own the electric car and now all of a sudden you're more interested in organic gardens for your kids school right right okay wonderful wonderful yes highly recommend it go to earthdaygratitude.com or dot org i say earthgratitude.org either one will get you there but earthgratitude.org but go there download the book it's free um definitely a great resource um so before we end up this hour um we want to talk about just uh, you know sometimes when you're an entrepreneur solopreneur and you think you're kind of spiritual but you don't pay much attention to money and you think like oh i'm 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 not involved in that thing i'm above that 
But that's not necessarily true, is it? No. In fact, I think this is why it's so important to get um, get the facts because yeah. most of us are actually invested in and profiting from the same corporations that we picket. Hmm. So even if you think that you don't have investments, chances are you do. If hmm. you um, even if you're just a taxpayer, you hmm. have investments because we invest in uh, you know war. Yes. Right. Yes. Uh, if you own insurance, you're invested in a lot of the po- uh, fossil fuel industry. Right. Um, so, it, getting to where you are now, which mm. may be not not really having a great relationship with money, because mm-hmm. avoiding something isn't having a great relationship with it. Right. Like in in my life right now, I really feel I'm not perfect. It's really hard mm-hmm. to be perfect in this oh, life. Oh, sure. But. Sure. I feel very close that, you know, every day I am sustainable and Mm. the things I invest in are sustainable and the things I promote are sustainable. Mm. That doesn't mean I'm 100 percent. Sometimes I drive a car and I do put gasoline in it. Right. Sure. Certainly not in New York. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Thank goodness, public. Uh, I actually used to have a car a few years ago, but after like a year or two, it was so much of a hassle in New York City, Manhattan to have it. I like got rid of it. And it's like, okay, I'll do a car share. You know, I'll do, you know, a zip car or whatever when I need something. Um, I did want to ask you just, uh, how do you feel about the future these days? You know, there's so much chaos in the world today and sort of in the political system. Are you more hopeful or or are you more worried about some (laughs) of the challenges that we have facing us right now? Well, full disclosure, my girlfriend always called me the woman that would find the root in the apocalypse. So (laughs) you're looking at at an eternal optimist. <laughs> ah, me too. All right, good. <laughs> so I don't think I'm a good person to ask because I'm always going to say the future's better. But I have to tell you, I have a lot of uh, confidence in people. And mm. I think that um, what's really awesome, and I saw this with uh, Ed Snowden had said this because they mm. were asking him, what's it like to live in Russia? Mm. And he said, you know, what's very interesting to me is how people are the same. Like if you strip away the politics, what people really want is the same. And I would encourage that. In fact, I have uh, one of my blogs is about clean dialogue. It says clean. So clean water, clean food, clean air, clean dialogue. Because a lot of times we come at one another, and especially right now because things have become so politicized, we come at one another angry or wanting to to one-up. Right, right, right. And the truth is... Prove you're right and the other person's wrong. All of us want clean water, clean air, clean food, and healthy kids. We disagree on how to get there. But if we come at the other person like they're alien to us, then we never can find the common ground. The truth is we we actually do have common goals. The difference is that we don't have the same idea of how to get there. And a lot Mm. of that, sadly, on both sides of the political spectrum is due to misinformation. Right, right. And it's really important to kind of do your research and understand, you know, what is true and what isn't true. Um, it's it, it, it's impossible almost to do all that, but I think you have to f- start finding people you trust right. who are willing to do a lot of research for you. Because right now, well, there's so much information out there. It's kind of like the Bitcoin scams I was yeah, telling you about. Yeah. A lot of people want to trust a Bitcoin scam artist because they just want to invest in Bitcoin. Right, right. So the same thing on uh, clean on clean energy and sustainability. Not every concept written on paper is a good idea. Right, right, right. But there right. are a lot of great ideas ideas that we're not using yes yes you know I, I met a guy once at a business conference who created this thing out in taos new mexico called angel's nest i know robert plar i finished oh, my first book him. in his ah. in, the, in the yeah at, at angel's nest at angel's nest right and i saw the pictures of him they gave me a couple of copies of the book with like the, the, I've w- been there. the water oh my god the thing though he said that i thought was so interesting is he wanted he said doesn't matter the car you drive and he had this huge um hummer uh, Hummer, like like stretch limo Hummer. Yeah. He says, it's not the car you drive, it's the fuel you use. And so he, I think he had had like, uh, he put in like an early hydrogen fuel cell into it and one day it blew up in the sun because it got too hot or something. Mm, interesting. And, and so then he learned from that. It's like, okay, like, 
but but he was okay with it because that was the the whole point of it was a learning process angel's nest was supposed to be a test bed of all of these different technologies of what works and what doesn't work but it's like there's tons of stuff that does work so see what's been implemented and what has worked yes exactly i mean this has been around forever we have to remember that jimmy carter had solar panels on the white house solar's been around a very long time and also there's passive solar so and there's uh passive house technology i mean for a lot of us even air testing our homes so that we're not heating and cooling outside would be a great idea and by the way that saves a lot of money can i just this is one last plug i want to say is that most people can save literally thousands of dollars every year in their budget with smarter energy investing and budgeting choices all of those Mm. and when we stop making everybody else rich at our own expense we can start living a much richer life and that is a bit of a plug for my retreat because it more than pays for itself okay great so let's talk about your retreat quickly we only have a couple minutes left you have a retreat coming up in october yes it's called the old west uh, financial healing and empowerment retreat anybody on your show what do they have to mention to they get? mention talkradio.nyc and they get uh, at least a hundred dollars off oh, uh, but so i would much. say do that before july 31st to get the best price because we're in the early bird pricing period ah, okay um and and so what can somebody expect when they come to the retreat uh, complete money makeover. So oh, okay. we're going to cover budgeting, investing, what's safe, how to get safe, and we're going to show you how to save thousands of dollars every year with smarter choices. So the retreat uh, will pay for itself usually within a month or two. Right. And, and just rough idea, how much is the early bird price on the retreat? Um, if they come and they get that $100 off, it's mm-hmm. $750 a person. Oh, okay. Great. Great. Yeah. And it's where in Arizona? It's um, it's in my hometown. Oh. Yeah, so there's this, there's this magical area, and it's actually where Walt Disney got inspired to do Main Street Disneyland. It's oh. a very cool area. The Rolling Stones actually owned one of the natural hot springs. So it's a really cool little unknown area, and it'll be definitely an adventure. Wonderful. Yeah, you'll All love right. it. All right, excellent, excellent. Well, Natalie, thank you so much for taking the time out of your schedule to come into the studio today. I really appreciate it. I have a lot of gratitude for that. Thank you. And <laughs> I just want to let people know where they can find out about yeah, us. I was going to say, like, if they want, if people want to learn more information, get in yeah. touch with you, learn more about your books and programs, where can they find you? So go to nataliepace.com. And, and you can also email us at info at nataliepace.com. And you can call 310-430-2397. Wonderful. Natalie Pace is spelled N-A-T-A-L-I-E-P-A-C-E. Yeah. So just nataliepace.com. She's wonderful. I highly recommend her. You guys know I don't often have uh, <laughs> financial people on my show, but <laughs> Natalie is special. So she has my endorsement. So thank you, Natalie. All right. So everybody, thank you for tuning in. Um, for those of you who are listening before for Kai's show, I know she didn't come into studio today. She's been really super busy. Next weekend, August 4th, 5th, and 6th, she is doing the uh, Cosmic Community Fest up at the Healing Farm in New Hampton, New York. I will be there on Saturday from 12 to 3 p.m. doing my ever-popular spoon-bending workshop. So if you want to learn how to be like Yuri Geller, you're not going to be Yuri Geller, but you'll understand a little bit. Um, it's a wonderful workshop. It's the most favorite thing that I do, and it's truly empowering, and I've seen it change people's lives, so I hope you will check it out. Um, go to healing.farm, www.healing.farm, and that'll take you, um, and you can click through to the Community Fest website and register. Um, coming up next is uh, in his new time slot, uh, Adam Jeffrey Weinberg with his show, Is It Plugged In? And to let you know, in a couple of weeks, we're going to have a new show in that time slot and he's going to get pushed down to two o'clock so make sure you go to our website sign up for the newsletter talkradio.nyc and we will talk to you next week You are listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Who do you want to connect with? Are you an entrepreneur or intrapreneur looking to build your following? Welcome to our show. 
Follow Me Friday with Joan and Priya. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern on talkradio.nyc. We're We're your digital connectors. connectors. Woo woo! (laughs) (laughs) Hey, all you crazy listeners. Looking to boost your business? Why not advertise on Talking Alternative with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply email at info at TalkingAlternative.com. Are you into comics, movies, and pop culture at large? What about music and TV? Then you're in for a treat. This is Michael Dolce, your host on TalkingAlternative.com. I've been professionally writing comic books, screenplays, and music articles for almost 15 years. Catch my show, Secrets of the Sire, at its new primetime slot, Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and get the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. For more info, go to secretsofthesire.com. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network at www.talkingalternative.com. Now, broadcasting 24 hours a day. Hi, this is Rob Kay. And I'm Callie Alpert. And we're hosts of The Rob and Callie Show. Are you looking for a show that talks about real stuff like life, love, the pursuit of being yourself? Then you have come to the right place because we cover topics ranging from chivalry to gratitude to your relationship with money and everything in between. So listen to us on The Rob and Callie Show Tuesdays, 8 to 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time on talkradio.myc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. 